Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello everybody and welcome to the 19th episode of the Believe in the Long Run podcast series. I am your host, Dom Santina. We're going to have another guest join us here in just a few short moments after we have a few new stories that I found that I wanted to talk about and find and found interesting and should share. We have a different type of guest this week. I got a suggestion to do something a little bit different and I want to kind of promote different people who are running long distance, not always the professionals or college athletes. There are other people, just average human beings that run long distance as well. So We'll take a look into that in just a moment, but first we're going to look at some stories that I found online that kind of relate in our big news, but I almost forgot, let's promote our social media and podcast first. You can find our social media websites for the Believe in the Long Run podcast series on Twitter at the Long Run 5 and on Instagram at Believe in the Long Run. And then, of course, you can find all of our previous podcast episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. That includes Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple iTunes, and, of course, Believe.com. One of the things we've been continuously hitting week after week is encouraging you to sign up for some virtual races online and get those 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, Two mile, one mile, whatever the distance may be, find a race that suits your style, one that either supports a good cause or interests you. Donate the money or pay the money and get out there, time yourself, keep yourself in a competitive mode, and keep pushing even with all these trying times we're having right now. I did see there was actually one road race here in mid-Michigan that went on as scheduled without moving virtually, so that was kind of cool to see, just a small little, I think 5k or 10k, but either way, it still went on as planned, most races are not, and in fact, there's actually been a couple rulings to our upcoming schedules already for the fall that are backing out of what they've already said they were going to do, for example, the Ivy League has decided to cancel all fall sports for 2020, This includes the cross-country season. They announced it today, Wednesday, July 8th, that they have canceled all fall sports because of the pandemic. They were the first ones to cancel the spring sports in front of the NCAA tournament, so this has me a little bit worried because they were the first ones to cancel spring sports and pull out of the NCAA tournament or their conference tournament. They were the first ones to cancel that as well, so hopefully... This does not turn into a chain reaction with the rest of the college conferences canceling fall sports, and hopefully the pandemic will slow down a little bit, which actually I've heard because of the death rate, the pandemic is almost not a pandemic anymore, which that's a good thing. We'll have to see what happens with the new cases and how that plays into it, but hopefully it slows down sooner rather than later and we can have a cross-country season and not have to wait to the outdoor season in the spring or I guess we could have the indoor season as well but we'll just have to see how this all plans out. I was really hoping for a cross-country season this year and we saw how it goes in the spring if 
college goes, then high schools will probably follow as well. It just depends on what the virus is doing. Other news, too, involving that, the USA Track and Field, or USATF, is reversing its decision made earlier this year to suspend the U.S. Olympic Track and Field trials qualifying window until December 1st. Now, if you remember, it was probably 10 episodes or so that they decided to allow times run during the summer and this fall to count towards qualifying for the track and field trials, which will now be in, I think, June of 2021. That has been reversed. They announced on July 1st that athletes, coaches, and agents argued that certified marks that occur between April 6th and 30th should be counted towards their qualification. The USATF decided not to do that. The qualifying window will not be open until December 1st. This, however, does not impact the Olympic qualifying window, just the USA track and field. So the Olympic track and field trials window is being closed till December, 30, December 1st. But the agents, coaches, and athletes were arguing that their marks that they run this spring, summer, and fall up until November 31st should be at least allowed to count for the 2021 USA Track and Field Indoor Championships and the trials like I was mentioning earlier. In April, is as I mentioned, they said that they would open it up, but they have since gone back on their word, and now it sounds like there will not be any times allowed till after December 1st. But they will have from December 1st, 2020 till June 29th, 2021 to hit the time to qualify for the Olympic trials. Not a lot of time. I know if I was an athlete, I'd want these months, especially if there's not much more to do other than train, train, train. We'll see how it happens. We'll see if this is the end of the road or if there's another battle coming and see if they reverse it, but the one positive, runners who have already clocked Olympic standard times do not need to qualify again. It says finishing times already recorded between July 1st, 2019 and April 5th, 2020 count towards qualifying for the Olympics. So that means U.S. athletes who qualify before November 30th and don't before the track trials would have hit the Olympic standard. Not really sure what that is. However, the World Athletics, which governs all of it, from every aspect, every country has said that it has no indication to overturn its ruling, which said that it would still keep the window open. So USA track and field shutting it down, not allowing any more qualifying times until December 1st. But World Athletics are going to keep the window open and allow qualifying times. Some sad news to report. If you remember, he was the 2019 New York City Marathon champion and the 2017 New York City Marathon, Jeffrey Kamwarwar was hit by a motorcyclist Thursday, June 26th, or June 25th, excuse me, June 25th, he was hit on a motorcycle while going for his run. The 27-year-old professional runner was hit from behind, and he was quoted as saying, I was one kilometer away from hitting my home during my morning run, when a speeding motorcycle hit me from behind and I fell down, injuring my leg. I also got injuries in my head and helped, and his teammate helped me up and took me to the hospital where I was admitted. Kamwar War was admitted to St. Luke's Hospital in Eldorette, Kenya, where he underwent surgery for a right tibia shaft fracture 
in a scalp laceration, Kenyan team doctor and orthopedic surgeon Victor Bargoria told the Daily Nation, which is where I found the article, he's expected to he was expected to be released on June 26th and begin recovering with antibiotics, pain medication, and wound care. He will go, undergo a leg CT scan and rehab. And that was about two weeks ago. I don't know how I missed this story, but thought it was very important to update it and kind of tell you what's going on. I haven't heard any more news on him, but I heard the surgery was went well and that he's on the path to recovery. So let's keep Jeffrey Kamorwar in his thoughts. His training partner that helped him get to the hospital and pick him up is the world marathon record holder, Elude Kipchoge. And he was wishing his teammate all the best after helping him get to the hospital and seeing that surgery went well. So just keep Camor War in your thoughts and prayers going forward. And as soon as I find something to update the story, once again, I said this happened almost two weeks ago now, but just came across it. He will, we will update you with how he is doing. As I was saying earlier about the Ivy League canceling their races, on a professional level, there was an article that came out that kind of talked about the same thing and, and if there really is a chance of having any marathons at all. So the Boston Marathon, London Marathon, and New York City Marathon were all rescheduled. Like we said last week, the New York City Marathon was canceled. Boston has now been canceled. And when we first looked at it this fall, there was going to be eight marathons within... A month or so or three months the length of fall essentially but it was the Berlin Marathon that canceled first it was supposed to go on October 24th they announced it wouldn't happen then in May the Boston Marathon decided to cancel for the first time in 124 years last week the New York Roadrunners announced that their marathon was going to cancel that was supposed to be on November 1st it was the 50th anniversary of the race. The London Marathon and the Chicago Marathon are the two marathons that have not said whether or not they are going to go with it. They said they are monitoring the situation and making decisions as they go. Right now, it's still slated. You have the London Marathon on October 4th, and one week later, on October 11th, you have the Chicago Marathon. So there is potential to have a marathon on American soil this fall if things calm down a little bit and we get the virus under control then it's a very good opportunity for us to have at least one marathon of our big three in the United States. If not, I would expect the London and Chicago Marathon to be postponed or canceled I should say time is starting to run out on those. I would expect probably if they're going to cancel, it'll be coming in the next week to two weeks on those two marathons. The Chicago Marathon Board said they were, that during these unprecedented times, we understand your plans to run may change. We hope to see you on race day, but if you're unable to particip participate in the 2020 Chicago Marathon, the opportunity to cancel your 2020 entry will open on May 5th. So that is now open and available for you to go there and cancel if you don't feel safe or you won't be able to make the Chicago Marathon. You can go online 
and view the cancel pol the cancellation policy and more information about the Chicago Marathon. We're now going to welcome a guest to the podcast that I have over the years got to know pretty well. She was a neighbor to my fiance Madeline. Her name is Christine Otto. She lived across the street and through having two kids and having Madeline babysit them, uh, we became very close, good friends. And Christine is a dedicated runner and a mom of two, and she also likes to do some cross training as well. So we thought it would be an interesting perspective to have Christine come on and talk about her running, even with having after having two kids, and how she deals with sometimes taking those kids along on her runs or what she does while she runs with the kids and what perspective that, you know, how that plays into account and what she does to stay motivated and, you know, hit a different audience here. Get some moms or woman perspective on distance running and what their take is and a little different interview than the normal college atmosphere that we've been living in or a professional atmosphere that we've been living in and trying to hit and relate to more people who might not be professional runners, might be your average runner that likes to go out and just run for time or run a few miles or run the local races and not competing on a national level. So that's the goal. I hope those of you listening enjoy it, find the conversation more relatable and without further ado, we'll welcome Christine Otto to the podcast. How did you get into running? Um, well, I was an athlete my whole life. I was a figure skater, so we did a lot of different forms of activity. And, um, you know, when you're younger and you don't have a license, you don't have means to go to a gym, you, you run or you do something outside. So I started running. Did anyone else in your family at the time run? In my family? Yeah. No, I was the only one. I actually am still the only one. <laughs> well, Brian runs with you every once in a while, right? Well, yeah, now that we're married. Yeah, so when I was when I was running in high school, um, probably before we even started dating, actually. And then, um, yeah, now that we're married, well, I mean, we try. It's like a splurge for us if we can work out together, but... It's kind of hard because we have to cast the kids off. So, uh, but yeah, my husband now runs. But when I started running, no, nobody ran. So, just kind of a fun, quick question: Would you do you like running with Brian more or running on your own more? Running? Well, I don't know. It just depends. It depends on what I need. You know, like if I'm really in like a spiritual mood where I need some time to myself to just think things through. And, you know, maybe listen to my, my sermons or listen to just some good music that I want to be by myself. Um, but if I'm in the mood for a challenge and for someone to challenge me and be goofy with me and make it harder, then, you know, I prefer to run with him. It just depends on my mood, you know? I gotcha. Now, I've passed you and seen you running many times and usually have headphones in when you run. As you mentioned, what do you usually listen to on your runs? Typically, I start with a sermon because it's the first thing I do in the morning is run. So I feel like it's also a good way to start my day is to listen to a sermon. And I'll kind of 
I'll search my favorite, you know, preach and, uh, priests and preachers and what have you. And then, um, or if there's like a really good, you know, um, video that I've been wanting to watch that I can't really watch, but I can listen to. And then once it's over, if it's not holding my attention or it's not motivating me or if it's just dumb, then I'll switch to music. Okay. Do you, when you go for your runs, do you plan it out day by day, just kind of how you're feeling, or do you have a plan for, like, the whole week? No, day by day, definitely. Okay. I'll wake up and kind of decide, like, what path do I feel like running today? Now, Madeline said you did, was it the the full Detroit Marathon or the half marathon? No, I did the whole Detroit. That's what she thought. I just wanted to make sure. So, yeah. when you were preparing for that did you have a whole training plan or was it just kind of trying to run up to the mileage for the full marathon well so i did do a training plan but i'm always modifying things because that year was actually we were going to hawaii that was a different year i know um as you know we go to hawaii a couple times now um but that year we were going to hawaii and i knew it wasn't going to be a good time to train in hawaii it's going to be super hot and I knew I'd want to be with my family, so I kind of modified it to build up my mileage to a little bit longer earlier on in the training, so then I could take that two weeks and just do short distances and then kind of pick it back up when I got back. Madeline and I also talked about this. We know that sometimes you like to run to the gym, then do a workout, and still run home. We were kind of wondering, like, what's the mentality behind that? Why do you like to do that? Well, I think strength training is important, too. I think if I just if I just run, I tend to plateau in my endurance, in my fitness. So if I can run up to the gym and lift some weights or sometimes do, like, a quick 20-minute, half, half hour of just, like, circuit training. Because when I run, I tend to long-distance run. I'm not a huge fan of sprinting. I'll do it if I'm in a hurry or if I need to switch it up, but circuit training obviously gets your heart rate up and down and up and down a little bit more than running well for me, so sometimes I'll just switch it up just to do that, you know? Yeah. So when we're talking about, you mentioned switching off with Brian, having the kids and stuff, sometimes like, Brian's not there, you're not able to, so how do you prepare to run with Jake and Ava with you? Because we know we've seen you pushing the stroller sometimes. Oh, I push that big, heavy, double stroller. Um, and I, like, this sounds terrible, but because my kids get bored, I'll say, like, hey, let's run to the park, or let's run and get some candy, or let's run to grandma's. So I try to give it, like, a destination point, so they are just sitting there, because I used to just be like, okay, I want to do six miles, and we're going to do six miles. But they would get so bored. So now I kind of split it up with a stop somewhere. Okay, what? what is your... Well, we'll ask this question first. Do you usually run for time or, like, a distance more often than not? Like do Typically you, a distance, typically. Okay. But I also know, like, what time that's going to take, too. So it's kind of both. Like, if I have to be at work and I know I have only an hour, then I know I really can't do more than six seven miles or i'm gonna be late for work you know what i mean yeah absolutely yeah makes sense yeah um i know you've been super busy with moving and everything but when it comes to running what do you see for the future is it just more 
like running to stay in shape do you want to run more races or just running for fun what do you well so right now with the kids it's kind of hard because the marathon itself is doable it's just the training of you know sometimes i leave at seven in the morning and be like okay see you at noon and you know it's kind of hard on brian so now um right now i don't plan on doing any races but if i i long-term goal was um i heard of the dopey run down in disneyland or disney world i should say um and that is where you do like a series of different runs every day so i think that would be like a fun long-term goal when my kids are a little older but they have to be old enough to be a little bit more sufficient so I can, you know, train and not be dumping on Brian. Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. Yeah. What is your favorite place to run? Or where is your favorite place to run? My favorite place to run, like, locally? Like, when I thought ever... Well, because, like, vacations, I obviously love to run because it's new scenery. Um... Well, right now, I obviously am excited to be running out by my new home because I'm, like, seeing, finding all these new trails. Um, um, you know, anything scenic, really. I mean, I used to love Stony Creek, but I kind of have done it so many times. Right now, I've been loving doing the Paint Creek Trail, um, and I'm excited to explore. There's this um, retreat property out by my new house, and it has, I'm told, just beautiful running trails. So... I typically would prefer to do a trail if I have time to to do it, but if I, you know, again, have somewhere to be, I kind of just do something around the house and get in and get out. It just depends. All right. Well, that's basically it. So do you have any final thoughts or comments at all? Uh, not really. I just, like, for me, running, like, I find myself to be much more at peace when I'm running, like, with my soul, myself. I feel like I can leave for a run and be in tears and flustered about something or upset about something and or anxious, and then I just put on my headphones, put on my running shoes, and go. And sometimes I don't put anything on my headphones, actually. Sometimes I'm just like, I need a minute to just figure this out. And I, by the end of the run, I like come home. I'm a refreshed person. I'm much kinder and much more relaxed and I have a plan. So I just find running to be very therapeutic more than exercise. I don't know for me. I mean, exercise is the obvious benefit, but I just find it to be very therapeutic. All right. Well, thank you. That's it. That's it. That's so easy. Yeah, the interview process usually turns out to be a little less painful than the guests think it would be and Yes, Christine, it really is that easy sometimes. But one thing I found out after the interview, actually my fiance Madeline told me, and Christine just found this out herself, is their new house is just down the road from the 2018 Boston Marathon champion Des Linden in the Rochester area. So might have to head out there a couple times and do a few runs when I'm in the area just to see. If I can pass Des Linden on the trail. So very interesting fact there and excited to see if we go make a run or two out there just to see what happens. I know we'll go visit them since they are moving, but might have to make it in our plans to start running out there sometimes as well. But once again, we'd like to thank Christine Otto for taking time out of her very busy schedule to join us on the podcast. Not only is she a mother of three, but she also works at the Troy Beaumont 
Hospital. And her husband is a first responder and works at the Oakland County Jail. So they have a very busy and tight-packed schedule along with moving to a new home. So very, very busy. But thank you, Christine, for taking time to join the podcast. And also thank you to both of the autos for what you do and how you've helped out during these times. And with that, we will move on to our cooldown portion of the podcast. That moves us to our golden rule of running and run rule number 14 of 25, thanks to Running World, and it's up, beats down rule. The rule states, running uphill slows you down more than running downhill speeds you up. I love running downhills. I was taught in high school how to use that as an advantage, and I always feel like I have a big advantage going downhills and I usually use that to pass a lot of people when I am in races. According to Nimbus Cousin, a PhD in marathon running physics and a run a running a marathon running physics instructor says you can expect hilly runs to be slower than flat run than flat runs. You don't get all of the energy that you expend going uphill back when you run downhill. That's because when your feet strike the ground on a descent, a lot of energy is lost. The exception when you run point to point with a net elevation drop, your average pace should be faster than on a flat course. So if you run flat to flat, so the exception is if let's say you start out at zero feet, you run up a hill that's 400 feet, and then the hill drops off 400 feet back to zero. Your time should be faster than what it would be if it was just straight zero all the way to your destination because you have you lose time but then you're going to gain time on the way down which to me makes the rule seem a little backwards because you should be able to run faster downhill than uphill but we're going to go with the rule we're going to follow what it says and that's rule number 14 for the year so we've been doing race tips for the last couple of months. We've done the one mile, the two mile, and the 5K. We're going to take a break just because right now, especially as we continue to deal with the pandemic and more and more races are being canceled and the outlook is looking more bleak towards this fall, we're going to try to help with some mental encouragement during your runs and just trying to help you to continue running and have positive thoughts while running and the first thing you can do to do to help with that is trying some self-talk and if you're running alone try to give and you're struggling a little bit try to give yourself a pep talk that you're not as tired or mentally fatigued as you think you are and you can push through some things that you can say is you can have some water in five minutes and that'll make you better or you know you'll be done soon or whatever another tip they said if you're doing your longest run ever remind yourself how proud you feel when it's done and the other tip that they kind of talk about this is verywellfit.com we've used them before as a basis for our conversations but this is one that I always like to do, and I do it almost on a consistent basis every day that I go out and run. And I really do it 
in workouts, and that's breaking up your run. Dividing your run into smaller segments will make the distance feel much more manageable. For example, if you're running 20 miles, think, okay, this is four, five-mile runs, or for me, the first part I do is I say, okay, it's 20, for using that same example, it's 20 miles, 10 miles out, 10 miles back. So let's get to the first 10 miles. Once we get there, we're feeling good. Now we know, okay, we can turn around just 10 more miles back. What I do in workouts is, let's say I have a set of 12, and I'm doing hill repeats. This happened quite a bit while I was in college. All right, I got, I know I got to do 12 hill repeats. I do one, two, and I get to the third one. I go, okay, I complete this one. You're a fourth of the way done. Now, when you complete your fourth, you're a third of the way done. Then you do five, six, you're halfway done. So I think of it in fractions, and it helps it go by faster especially when you have a number like 12 or things like that. It really helps me push through those workouts and it makes it seem not as long and not as challenging when you do that because it seems like the first half flies by super fast and then it makes that second half of the run fly by just a little bit more. So I'm going to try to help you with some mental stuff going forward. I think these are two very good tips that I use quite often on my runs almost on a daily basis to help me get through them i encourage you to do it and it'll help you just feel better on your runs and make you enjoy running just a little bit more and not worry so much on how far you're running or how long you're running and you can find more tips on verywellfit.com i'm sure we'll probably use them for a basis for more of our conversations going forward that's going to wrap it up. We just want to hit our social media once again. You can find us at Believe in the Long Run on Instagram and the Long Run 5 on Twitter. Please feel free to reach out, comment any questions you have or concerns, or for sure any suggestions on topics you may have or guests you would like to see. Give it a like, a share, and a follow on our social media. And subscribe to our podcast channels on any of your favorite podcast platforms that can be google play apple itunes spotify stitcher and of course believe.com that's going to wrap it up for episode 19 thank you for listening i'm going to get out and get some workout in and we will talk to you next week hope you enjoyed our guest this week i'm going to work on another kind of cool idea for next week and trying to line up some more guests that give us a variety of different topics, personalities, and perspectives. So thank you for listening. Catch you next week. Stay safe and see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.